0: Welcome home to philosophy where we wonder about everything and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the laughing philosopher. Life is complicated, the world is complicated, and you are complicated. Figuring out how to live a happy, meaningful life guided by wisdom and reason is not easy. Is life a game? What is love? Should I fear death? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, you've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. You fear that you will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if you think for yourself and question the rules and roles you've been told define you. Wisdom and reason will remove this illusion so you can live authentically in the world around you, find your true purpose, and become your real self. Episode number 61. Was Michael Corleone right to kill his brother? Fredo. At the end of The Godfather, part two, Michael Corleone kills his older brother, Fredo Corleone. Was Michael Corleone's decision to order Al Neri, to murder his brother Fredo, moral or immoral? Was the act itself justified. Is Michael Corleone a good person or a bad person? It's been 48 years since the film's 1974 release, and fans continue to argue over the meaning of Fredo's death and the morality of Michael's decision. To figure out what is a moral action or decision, and what it means to be a good person, you need to understand the moral philosophy of Kantianism. Kantianism is the philosophy of Immanuel Kant, the brilliant 18th century German philosopher. Kant wanted to provide the individual with guidelines when making moral decisions and engaging in moral actions. Similar to the golden rules proposed by Jesus and Confucius discussed in episode 43, based not on the dictates of a supernatural being or spiritual authority, but on individual responsibility, duty, and personal commitment to goodness. Kant was an opponent of the competing moral theory known as utilitarianism, which defined a moral action or decision entirely in terms of its results or consequences. Can't believe that the morality of an action or decision should not be based on its outcome. Utilitarianism, introduced by Jeremy Bentham and others, emphasizes utility. The idea of an action being more useful and more beneficial for more people. Under utilitarianism, a moral action is one which produces the greatest happiness or pleasure for the doer and others. So its consequences are all important in determining the morality of an action. If an action results in greater happiness, then it is morally right. If more people benefit from an action, then it is considered good. Correct moral behavior is determined by analyzing an action's consequences. Sum up the good and the bad consequences of an action And a good action is one where the good consequences outnumber the bad. But if the bad consequences are greater, then the action is immoral. Though the intention of the action is immoral, if the action promotes greater happiness for others, if its consequences are more favorable than unfavorable, then it is moral and good. The morality of an action is measured by its consequences, and its consequences are synonymous with the individual's feelings and experiences of happiness and pleasure. Applying utilitarianism to Michael's decision to have Fredo killed. It's pretty clear that Fredo's death results in greater happiness for Michael and promotes greater success for Michael's organization. First, Fredo is useless. He plays no useful role in the organization. He serves no useful purpose in the family. He is unnecessary and contributes nothing to the organization's mission and goals. At best, he is dead weight. At worst, a hindrance. The family is better off without him. Second, Fredo is a fool. He can be easily deceived and manipulated by the family's enemies. If Fredo was a thief, Michael could control what he steals. But a fool is like a bomb. Michael never knows when Fredo will explode. Fredo is an unpredictable risk and an unnecessary danger to the family. The family is a lot better off without Fredo, and Fredo's death is more useful and more beneficial to the family. Bottom line, killing Fredo is morally right. Michael is a good person. Kant would say that utilitarianism is defective. Lying, stealing, murder, and other crimes against people and property should be considered immoral and universally prohibited. Even though these actions often result in greater happiness and pleasure for the doer, Kant would say, that it is absurd to consider the consequences of an action when determining its moral worth. An action or decision should be inspired and motivated by rightness and duty and not by its results or consequences. And the morality of an action should only be measured by duty and goodness. Humans are rational. Humans should use reason and rational thinking to make moral decisions. A person will be right and moral only when he or she is guided and motivated by goodness and duty. A person is good or bad depending, not on the goodness or badness of the consequences of their actions, but depending on whether the motivation of their actions is good or bad. What caused Michael to order Fredo's murder? What was Michael's reason for doing it? To be a good person, Kant would say, that Michael must be motivated by morality. If Michael committed to the action just because it made him feel good or because it fulfills his vengeful desire, then Michael's action has no moral worth and he is a bad person. Kant would say that you can do things that you enjoy and also be a good person. But your reason for doing enjoyable things cannot be that you enjoy them. The reason must be that they are required by duty. Kant would say that the pursuit of happiness is a good thing. There is nothing immoral about making yourself happy. Happiness is a good consequence, but happiness is a bad motivation. Kant would say that to be a good person, you must do your duty because it is your duty. If it makes you happy, fine. But even if it didn't make you happy, a good person still would do it. A good person does the right thing not as a means to a good end, but as an end in itself. Think about these two examples of Kantian bad behavior. Imagine my beloved uncle Duke dies and leaves me a million dollars. I don't know what to do with so much money. I wonder what my uncle would want me to do. My uncle loved cats, so I decide to donate all the money to a local cat sanctuary, where homeless cats are rescued, fostered, and adopted. It would be fun. It makes me feel clever to honor my uncle's life in such a way, and it makes me feel kind and generous to give a great deal of money to charity. But Kant would say, I am not a good person. I did it because it was fun, and because it made me feel clever and altruistic. My action was just selfish. A good person does something only because It is your duty, and you would do it whether or not it made you feel good about yourself. If I'd been motivated by a desire to save hundreds of homeless, starving cats, then Kant would say that I am a good person. But my motivation was selfish, even if the consequences of my action saved many homeless, starving cats. To judge whether an action is good or bad, you need to not look beyond its motivation. Consequences don't matter. Imagine two happily married men drinking together in a bar late at night. They are both very drunk. Two working girls lead them to a local hotel where the men and women attempt to have sex. One of the men gets lucky and falls asleep before he can act on his desire. But the other man succeeds. Kant would say that both men are equally bad persons. That one man got lucky doesn't make him any better than the other man both men made the same bad choices and both men acted for the same wrong reasons on the other hand if two people act for the right reasons then both are equally good persons even if bad luck happens to cause bad consequences as a result of the actions of one of them. Kantianism defines an action or decision to be just or moral if it is done as a matter of duty, if it can serve as a guide for how all people everywhere should behave in the same general situation. My action is correct, if it is what I feel I should do as my duty. And everyone ought to do the same, for the same sake of duty, whenever the same situation arises. When you consider doing any action, Kant would ask you to answer one question. Is it the duty of everyone to act in the same situation as I choose to act? In other words, should everyone be committed to act in the same defined way whenever the given situation arises? If the answer is yes, if my action conforms to a duty that can be universally adopted, then it is morally correct, and I must perform the action. If the answer is no, then the action is not morally allowable, and I must not perform the action. Can't reason that lying is always wrong. Why? Because only those actions that conform to rules that can be adopted universally are morally allowable. Suppose lying was allowable. As a general rule, it would be self-defeating. Everyone would stop believing everyone else and there would be no purpose in lying. So lying cannot be adopted universally and is not morally allowable or wrong. Now, let's apply Kantianism to Michael Corleone's decision to have his older brother, Fredo, killed at the end of The Godfather, part two. Was Michael's decision moral or immoral? Is it or is it not the duty of everyone to act in the same situation as Michael chose to act? Does Michael's action conform to a general rule that applies to everyone as a matter of duty. Perhaps the one defining essential characteristic of Michael's personality is his profound love for his family. All of his most shocking actions and decisions seem to be driven by Michael's desire to protect his family and its interests at all costs. At the end of The Godfather, part one, Michael orders the murder of the leaders of the five preeminent crime organizations, also known as the Five Families, in order to protect his family, as well as expand and consolidate the Corleone family's nefarious empire. So, to order the death of his brother appears to be self-defeating and self-contradictory. However, looking more closely at Fredo's role in the family may provide a clue to understanding Michael's thinking. First, Fredo is an embarrassment. He is exiled to Las Vegas on the pretense of learning the casino business under Mo Green, a ruthless casino boss. Fredo disgraces the Corleone name by impregnating waitresses two at a time, by assuming the role of Green's lackey, and by allowing himself to be treated like a fool and physically reprimanded in public. Worse, when they argue over a business proposition, Fredo sides, not with his brother Michael and the family's interests, but Fredo backs Green. Michael must warn Fredo never again to go against the family. Second, Fredo doesn't pay attention. As The Godfather Part Two begins, Fredo should be well aware of what Michael does to those who betray him. Even a family member, like brother-in-law Carlo, and even Tessio, his father's longtime associate and confidant, to whom secrets have been confided, receive bloody revenge for crossing Michael. Nobody goes against Michael and lives. Fredo can't think and reason for himself third Fredo is weak and stupid he is easily led astray Hyman Roth manipulates Fredo into helping him attempt to assassinate Michael and seize the Corleone family Empire but this time fredo is not just a fool fredo's betrayal is intentional fredo cannot accept being denied a leadership role in the family and cannot accept being the family's flunky so fredo intentionally lies to michael roth sets a trap and michael only barely survives. Applying Kantianism, it is Michael's duty to serve and protect his family. Is it the duty of everyone to act in the same situation as Michael chose to act? The answer is yes. Michael decides to kill Fredo only because it is his duty, a duty that can be universally adopted, a duty that must be performed whether or not it makes you feel good. Michael's only reason for killing Fredo is that it is required by duty. It doesn't make him feel better about himself or his family's business prospects. In The Godfather, part three, Michael feels so guilty about his decision that weeping, he confesses the murder of Freda, his mother's son, to the Roman Catholic Church's future Pope. Michael doesn't want to kill his own brother. Time after time, Michael forgives Fredo for his poor judgment and unintentional mistakes and blunders. But when Fredo knowingly conspires with Roth, His betrayal is unforgivable. It is Michael's duty to kill Fredo. It is the duty of everyone to kill Fredo in the same situation. Michael did the right thing. Fredo must die. Michael's decision is moral and Fredo's death is morally correct. What would Kant do? Kant would have killed Freda. Thank you for listening. I hope you will take what you've learned and be a better person. Think for yourself. Question everything Accept nothing that does not agree with your own reason and good sense. And I promise you, despite its sham and drudgery, you will get on pretty well in this crazy world. I'm Dr. Robert Corey. Until we meet again, be good.